0: Previously on Unscripted
1: Choose songs that suit your vocal range and style and don't be afraid to have fun and engage with the crowd
0: You know, ChatGPT sounds like such a
2: nice person
1: Maybe the opposite, maybe like just like the most fake friend that
2: you ever had
0: You're listening to Unscripted with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia
2: Okay Skip, so today we're going to talk about songs with Summer in the title But before we get to that It occurred to me that we may have some new listeners, and we may have had some new listeners in the past few months, and some people may not know exactly the format of our show, because you know, we did change it about a year ago or two years ago. So I just thought I would um, explain a little bit about our show to some new listeners, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I was always wondering, like, maybe we should do this every single time, you know, talk about like, hey, welcome to Unscripted. This is what we do. But
2: yeah, go ahead. So basically this used to be a sports podcast, but then, you know, the whole world stopped during the pandemic. And so we decided to do, uh, you know, our favorite fill in the blank. So we've done like favorite ice cream flavors and favorite movies and favorite songs and favorite concerts and favorite sports athletes. But of course, you know, my favorite episodes are the ones where we do our least favorite athletes, people that we don't like.
1: Right. Sports scumbags. That was a good one. Yeah. That
2: was a good one. I like the negative episodes. And then sometimes yeah. we do these random episodes where we take like a show that we watched and we just do a whole episode on that show, which has nothing to do with favorite fill in the blank.
1: Right. Like, we're, like we did um, The White Lotus, right? And we did Ozark too. Yeah, and Ozark. And I think we're going to do The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel once you watch it.
2: I haven't started. We also, didn't we do, um, what's the thing in the building? Something in the building?
1: Only murders.
2: Right. I forgot the the only murders part. (laughs) Is there a season three of that? It's coming out uh, soon. Okay. So anyway, so that's basically the premise of our show. And, you know, most episodes are roughly 45 minutes. The first five minutes, we talk about random stuff. And the last five minutes, we talk about random stuff. And in the middle, we tell you our list of favorite fill-in-the-blanks. So if anyone out there has a topic that they want us to do, they can send it in, and we'll consider it.
1: Absolutely. We've done some topics that people have, have suggested, and actually I think there are is some in listener mail today. Some oh, recommendations. well, that's
2: a good segue. We might as well go to listener mail right now.
0: Mailbag.
1: So last time, Josh, we did... Alternate sports team nicknames, which, which I thought was like a really obscure topic when you, when you suggested it, Mm -hmm. um, turns out not so obscure. (laughs) Like it's really like, yeah, it's something that people actually know about. Um, via email, our good friend, Jesse from Dallas, Texas, he said some fun nicknames. Locally, the Dallas Cowboys are called the Pokes. Now this is something that I told you, I think I texted you or I told you about, I have never heard of that before. Never in my life, the pokes. Neither and I actually I. had to look, I had to look up the origin. Um, it's because it's like cowboys um, and it's all, it could be like synonymous with the word cow poke, and then it became pokes. Like that, it, it's, it's... The way know.
2: nicknames evolve is just incredible.
1: Yeah. And he also mentions the New Orleans Saints, which when they were really, really bad with the fans wearing the paper bags over their head, they called them the ain'ts.
2: I do remember that, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a funny yeah. one. Actually, I actually thought that was a good one. So um, via Facebook, Mark from Philadelphia says, good episode. Yes, the Eagles are called the birds around here. I mentioned that that earlier yeah, last time. Wondered about including the Cleveland Browns dogs or dog pound. Now I want to specify that dogs is spelled D-A-W-G. Also, will there be an episode about the worst alternate names? <laughs>
2: That's a great idea.
1: I mean, I already mentioned my, my least favorite alternate name. I mentioned it last time. I said, America's team, that's got to go. That, right, That's right. brutal. Yeah. Uh, Jason from Montreal. Um, he says, the Bucks, meaning the Pittsburgh Pirates. He says, in the late 70s, I loved their uniforms and their hats with all the stars that were sewn on. Great players like Stargell, Parker, Ticolvi, Marino, and Easler, to name a few.
2: Those were all Expo killers. <laughs>
1: Jesus. I mean, those were great teams. Obviously, the '70s and early '80s Pirates were great teams. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Willie Stargell. I mean, the guy hit the longest home run ever at the Olympic Stadium. I mean, Derek from Montreal. He says I agree with Jason on the Pirates and Bucks. Classic. Another another one not mentioned were the G-Men for the New York Giants. He says, but the one I find most strange is how the French media in Quebec, the Canadians, are often referred to as les Tricolores, like meaning. A reference to the three colors on their uniform, except that many, if not most team in sports also have three colors on their uniforms, <laughs> including here in Montreal, in the Alouettes in the, of the CFL, and even before that, the Expos. So it is a little bit weird, right? Funny how this one seems to have stuck for the Habs. I mean, the Habs are, you can talk about anything you want other teams in Montreal right now, the Alouettes, the Montreal MLS team, um the Expos, when we had them, like the Canadians overshadow everything here. I mean.
2: Apparently so when the Expos first, uh, you know, started playing baseball and they had three colors in their uniform, it was very rare that a baseball team had three colors in their uniform. Mm-hmm. Now, now mm-hmm. it's not, but at the time it was.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that that's why that Expos three color hat you know is so iconic right and you still see it to this day you go to any baseball game anywhere you're going to see someone with an Expos hat you know that's true (laughs) yeah and then um our new segment i asked uh, our buddy uh, chat gpt what are some of the best alternate nicknames of sports teams
2: I i wonder if chat gpt understood your question
1: it did i was really surprised because i this is what i was saying like I thought this category was a little bit obscure, but apparently not. So Chad GPT answers, there have been numerous creative and popular alternate nicknames for sports teams throughout history. Here are some notable examples. The Amazing Mets, which I think you mentioned, right? Right, right. We talked about it. The Steel Curtain for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Fierce Five. I've had to remember what this was. This is the United States Women's Gymnastics Team of 2012, like the group of five. I I never Um, would have guessed that. Yeah, the Dream Team, obviously, you know, the U.S. Olympic men's basketball team. Uh, the Red Devils, which is Manchester Manchester United. <laughs> they actually have a nickname, you know. Um, the Legion of Boom, the Seattle Seahawks. The Showtime Lakers was on my list. Um, the Big Red Machine, I think I mentioned in Honorable Mentions, as well as the Purple People Eaters. And then ChatGBT concludes, these are just a few examples of alternate nicknames that have become well-known and embraced by fans over time.
2: Nice. Okay. So it was a good topic.
1: Can I tell you a story about (laughs) ChatGPT? Yes. So I had to write this really long email for work, introducing something new that we're going to do to a large group of people, like 50 people, right? So I wrote the email. It took me like half an hour to like really write it and rewrite it and, you know, like just get it right. And then I read it and read it and read it and read it because it's going out to so many people. So I like, I reread it like 10 times, spell checked it a hundred times. And, and then I said, you know what? Let me see if ChatGPT can make this better. (laughs) So, so I went to ChatGPT and I said, can you rewrite this email to make it more professional? And then I copy and pasted what I had. And then it spat out like a new version. Now the new version had I didn't use the new version. I used just like a few words and sentences of the new version because what it what it spat out was clearly anybody who knows me is like, it's clearly not me typing it. It's not my language. It's not my words. It's not my way of speaking. Like it's, it was much too obvious, right? So
2: just like cautionary tale, I guess. We'll be right back after this to talk about
0: songs with summer in them. You're listening to Unscripted. Are you taking a month-long vacation in the stratosphere and you know how hard it is to hold your breath? Are you the cosmic kid in full costume dress? You've got a nice little place in the podcast universe with Set Lusting Bruce. Set Lusting Bruce is your podcast for all things Bruce Springsteen fandom. We discuss his music, we talk about his tour, and We also talk to fans of other musicians and share their story of their passion, their fandom, and the way that their favorite artist music makes them feel. Set Lusting Bruce, a Bruce Springsteen fan podcast, is available wherever you find podcasts. Remember, there is magic in the night. And now, back to Unscripted. Okay, Skip, we're
1: back. So I texted you like this is a couple of weeks ago already. We've we had an extra week off um, between episodes. We're, and we're on
2: our summer schedule.
1: Yeah, we are on our summer schedule. Hence, I and, and you know the topic today. You know, I, I was driving in the car and then on the radio on one of the satellite radio stations they were playing songs songs of summer. You know, not not as strictly as what we're gonna do. And and then I was like, oh, this is what we should do. You know, this is what we should do next episode because, hey, it's it's the beginning of June and everybody's feeling good and the weather's getting hot. And, you know, in Canada, I think we look more forward to summer than other places, you know, because we're cooped up inside during the winter. And as soon as spring comes, everybody, as soon as the first nice day of spring comes, everybody's outside. And then, of course, you know, summer is all about being outside, barbecues, friends, all that stuff. So, well, in your case, playing tennis.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I thought about like, hey, let's do songs with the word summer in the title. Like at first we were, I was throwing around like any songs about summer, but I think we decided to get it a little more strict. And, and so the, the title of the song needs to have the word summer in it. And, and I thought there would be a lot more songs. Like honestly, I I couldn't find as many songs as I thought I was going to, which makes me wonder if we're going to have. Some the same, like oh I'm we're not... definitely
2: we're definitely gonna have some the same a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, well I think two, but I maybe guess even we'll three. See. Oh shoot, okay. <laughs> Can't wait. So so was it hard to make your list easy? I always ask you that.
2: It was not hard. Um I th- mm. actually I thought when I started searching, there were more songs than I thought there would be. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would have trouble getting to five, but I actually got eight. And obviously I eliminated three of them.
1: So it was my topic, so I'm going to start this week.
2: Great. Yeah.
0: Number five.
1: We're going to start with number five. And it's probably one of the songs that people will be screaming at their um, phone or however you listen to podcasts, however you're listening to this, because as soon as the topic comes up, I think the first song that a lot of people think of is Brian Adams, Summer of 69. it's extremely recognizable it's kind of like one of these ultimate classic rock style sing-along songs you know there's nothing to the song honestly you know it's very straightforward just rock and song right Um, obviously, so it came out in 1985 and it was on the album Reckless, which was a huge breakthrough album, obviously for Brian Adams, you know, like, uh, the song went to number five, the album was number one in us and Canada. And so funny fact though, about the album, it was the first Canadian album to sell more than a million copies within Canada. Did you know that?
2: I didn't know that. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Summer of 69 could be included on another list that we just recently did, which is karaoke songs. Don't you feel like it's a popular karaoke song?
2: Actually, you're right, it is. It could also be included in a different list that we haven't done, Mm -hmm. songs with a number in the title. Exactly. I've
1: been wanting to do that one too.
2: (laughs) So maybe that's next episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so number five for me is Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra.
0: The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea.
1: I knew it. I knew it. How did you know? I knew it. Because my wife was helping me look for songs. She was trying to find songs with the word summer. And then she's like, oh, summer wind, Frank Sinatra. I'm like, that's going to be in Josh's list. Because you mentioned it once on another episode, like two years ago for something else. I don't remember what it was.
2: I remember it was because it yeah. was used in an episode of Ozark and oh, it, the way yeah. they used it That's was perfect because it. it was, you know, th- you know how Ozark is. It's a little creepy sometimes.
1: No, but Ozark has a it's very strategic with their songs. Like this, this the music in Ozark was uh, was off the charts good.
2: Yes, it you know? was. Anyway, Frank Sinatra recorded it in 1966, but actually... Originally, the song was a German song called Der Summerwind," recorded in 1965. I didn't even know this. Wow. Um, Then a guy named Johnny Mercer rewrote the song in English. And then, um, before, I think, Frank Sinatra sang it, it was also recorded by Wayne Newton, Bobby Vinton, and Perry Como.
1: I mean, those are the kind of songs, like Frank Sinatra songs, they stay popular forever. You know, like... Yeah. It's always, well, I mean, that's why they're called standards, you know, like they're, they're around, they're, they're always with us, you know?
0: Number four.
1: Number four for me, I'm sure it's not on your list. I'm sure it's not. It's the song called Summer in the City by the Lovin' Spoonful. You know this.
2: I do know it. Yes, I do know it. You're right. It's not on my list, but I I don't know why I forgot about it.
1: Coincidentally, also released in 1966. There you go. <laughs> and, and and if ever there was a song that was wanted to represent the summer, it was released on July 4th, 1966. So the Love and Spoonful knew what they were doing. They're like, hey, we're gonna put this out on July 4th. <laughs> right? It makes like, sense. Right in the summer. Um it, it it also speak you know, we we mentioned the the other uh, songs that could be in other our other, other of our lists. Um, this song has an awesome beginning. This could be, this could qualify for like the openings of songs because it has a very, very great opening.
0: Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city.
1: I mean, it's a very recognizable song and, you know, it's been covered by Styx and Joe Cocker and a jazz version, even by Quincy Jones. So, uh, yeah, that's Summer in the City.
2: Nice. Okay. So next for me is Cruel Summer by Bananarama. I don't know if that's on your list. Um, it was released, yes. in, it was released <laughs> in 1983 and yeah. actually I didn't even know this because I didn't see the movie, but it was in the movie, The Karate Kid in 1984, um, which, which, which helped it go to number nine on the uh, U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Well, you know how um, I don't like to find out what songs are about, but unfortunately I did find out what this one is about. Not unfortunately, but I found out what this one's about. Singer Sarah Dolan from the band said, the song played on the darker side of summer songs. It looked at the oppressive heat, the misery of wanting to be with someone as the summer ticked by. We've all been there. That's a quote from her, so.
0: Number three.
1: So number three on my list is Cruel Summer by Bananarama.
2: Great. This happens all the
1: time. Um, You you mentioned everything that I was going to say. It went to number eight in the UK in 1983, but then I didn't know it was on the Karate Kid soundtrack. I couldn't tell you but there's been a million remixes of this songs over the years. Like when you look it up on Apple music or Spotify, you're going to see all the remixes. And the most famous front one is from the, I forget what year the movie came out. It's that movie blue crush with Kate Bosworth. It's a surfing movie.
2: I vaguely remember that. Yes. I mean, I didn't see the movie, but I remember it came out. Yeah.
1: It's a great movie. Also Kate Bosworth. I mean, yeah. So (laughs) that's the reason to see the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually, it's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, But, and the version of the, 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 Cruel Summer in that movie is is kind of makes the movie it's really like kind of when they plays in the movie I was like oh that's really cool you know um there's a lot of Cruel Summer songs like when you look up Cruel Summer there's tons of songs not this song other songs with the same name you know right so well c- kind I specifically of
2: I, intended to use the Bananarama version
1: me too me too me too so you're that was my number three. Now you're on your number three.
2: So my number three is Summer Nights that we talked about recently, uh, by John Tra- sang by John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John on the Grease soundtrack in 1978. Summer lovin' had me a blast. Summer lovin' happened so fast. I met a girl crazy The song was actually written by two guys I've never heard of, Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey, both of whom were theater composers, writers, lyricists and actors. So, well they must have wrote all the songs for the for the they, play, right? They probably yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number 3 for me. I mean, I did me. not
1: include this in my list. I did not include this in my list. I think you thought I was going to have it, but I don't I don't. Okay. I mean, yeah, I love the song, but I felt like we talked about it already, so I didn't want to include it. Also, I thought the song was called Summer Lovin', so that disqualified me.
2: <laughs> no, because
1: the, the topic is okay. summer, not night. I know, I know, I know. Number two. This is from a band that I think you know that I really like, but we never talked about them. So I'm going to mention them here. And that's The Alarm.
2: I like that band.
1: Yeah, and so the song is called Rain in the Summertime.
2: Oh, I love that song. Actually, I completely forgot about it.
1: It's funny because I played it my wife the the songs. Like she asked me what songs we're gonna have on the show, and she's like, "That's you too, right?" Like she asked me, "That's you too." I'm said, "No, no, that's the alarm." But like the the song, the the alarm. There's they have many songs that do have a two kind of vibe because mm-hmm. it's all like the Joshua Tree kind of sound from the like, eight, you know, the the late eighties. Um, but no, it's The Alarm. So it's from 1987. The album's called I Have the Hurricane. But the version that I like, because the album that I like the most from The Alarm is called um, Electric Folklore Live. It's a live album. And the the version of Rain in the Summertime on there is really superior. Um, it You know, The Alarm didn't have many hits. Like this song made it to number 18 in the UK, only number 55 in Canada. Um, and, and I, as I mentioned, a lot of people think it's you too, <laughs> you know, and, and the song's really about like, apparently about like the breakup of the band, like all the infighting and everything, like somehow that's like, that's the theme if you read all the lyrics. And then I said the song came out in 87 and they broke up in 91. So I guess it was imminent. Although I think they got back together and they're touring again now, like all bands do, right?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a great choice and yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot to include it in my list. But the next one on my list is, and I think this is on yours too, Boys of Summer by Don Henley.
1: You see, I actually thought that we were going to have the same number one song, but by different artists. I thought you were going to say Boys of Summer by the Ataris.
2: Oh, so I like that version too. Yes, I do like that. Yeah. And I, I even considered putting both versions on my list. So, Boys of Summer by wow. Don Henley and Boys of wow. Summer by the Ataris. But I, wow. wanted, I wanted to have two different songs or five different songs. Right, so, okay. So, it's from 1984. The album's called Building the Perfect Beast. And I didn't know this, but the music was actually composed by Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the mm-hmm. Heartbreakers.
1: 100%. He was a longtime collaborator
2: with, with uh, Don Henley. So yeah, I mean it's a classic summer song. It's great. I love it.
0: Number 1.
1: So it's my number 1.
2: I had a feeling.
1: I mean, like like we always say, like you, you at the beginning of the show today you you introduced our format and one common theme is that when we have our fill in the blank of the week, whatever the list is about, oftentimes one of us has an i has knows what number 1 is going to be. And that's the reason for wanting to do that list. And then we fill in the rest of the list.
2: That was a very good description.
1: So, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, it's from 1984. It reached number five on Billboard Hot 100. And I think Don Henley won a bunch of awards for the music video. I don't know if you remember the music video for this. Is but it it's black like, and white? It's exactly. It's black and white. And if I, it has him in like, well, I'm assuming it's him. I mean, it's supposed to be the character. I guess it's him like various ages. So he's like 10 years old and then he's like 20 and then he's like older. Um, but I always remember like the 10-year-old like just pounding on the drums, you know, like he's like a little kid playing the drums, you know? So it's kind of, kind of, a, uh, I mean, obviously it was very memorable video. It won all kinds of awards. And of course, you know, like the title of the song is taken from the famous book about the Brooklyn Dodgers called The Boys of Summer by Roger Kahn.
2: Yes. I did know that actually.
1: And one more thing, I, I like you mentioned, Mike Campbell, um, the guitar in this, the guitar riff, and then the later solo, it's very, very memorable. Like this is one of my favorite kind of guitar solos, even though it's kind of just, I don't know how technical I'm not a guitar player. I don't know how hard or how easy it is to play that, that solo where it's kind of just repeating the same notes over and over and over and over and over, but I just love it. I can't wait to hear what your number one is.
2: Well, I think you know. Number one for me is Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. Those were the best days of my life. Oh, yeah. Back
1: in the summer of 69. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, we, yeah, we had a lot the same.
2: Yeah. So, again, I found out a little bit about the song that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. So... Apparently, it's a song about a dilemma between settling down or trying to become a rock star. Mm -hmm. The other thing, according to Brian Adams, and again, I didn't know this, the title is a reference to the sex position, not the year.
1: That's not true. Is
2: that true? Well, I read it on Wikipedia, so you you decide if it's true or not.
1: (laughs) Brian Adams, he's such a little dirtbag. Look at this guy.
2: (laughs) What can I tell you?
1: What can I tell you? And
2: you know, it's funny when you're on Wikipedia, when they have information on the page, sometimes there's a hyperlink to other things. Like if they mention the word Canada in the description and you hover over Canada, you can go to a Wikipedia page that tells you about Canada. (laughs) So here it has sex position 69 to go get an explanation. And no, there's an actual image of that position, (laughs) like a cartoon image, not a, not actual people.
1: I think we just ruined our non-explicit rating with Apple.
2: I mean, this is on Maybe Wikipedia. Not. It's like anybody can see it. It's not like, you know.
1: So I had a lot of honorable mentions. I don't know if you did. But I have three. I have Summertime by The Sundays. You know this song?
2: I don't know if I do.
1: Summer Highland Falls by Billy Joel. Uh, Summer Nights from Greece, you mentioned. Demi Lovato, Cool for the Summer. I know you don't know that song. I know you don't. Uh, School's Out for Summer by Alice Cooper. Oh,
2: that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Endless Summer Nights by Richard Marks. I love Richard Marks. I'm a huge fan, but I really don't care that much for that song. But it has the word summer, so I put it in the honorable mentions. And then, of course, I think the, well, Summertime, you know, by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And then, I mean, I think the most classic Summertime is... Summer song is the song called Summertime by Ella Fitzgerald. It's like uh, the standard of all standards. You hear it on uh, like uh, all these like singing shows. There's always these wannabe stars that use bring out that song. And then there's these other songs that are about like I feel like they are about summer, but they don't have the word summer in the title, so we couldn't put them. Like Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Way. I was going to mention that one. Yeah. Yeah, "Steal My Sunshine" by Len, like that's an ultimate summer song, right? It is, it really is. And then, and then "Vacation" by the Go Go's, like that, that too. But it didn't have the word "summer," so we didn't
2: put them. Okay, so my uh, honorable mentions, and I'm surprised actually, this one was not on your list: "Summer Rain" by Belinda Carlisle.
1: Yeah, I, you're right. I didn't think about it. It's not such a good song, though. But I, you know, I do have a mad crush on Belinda Carlisle.
2: There you go. Um, yeah.
1: That's it. That's all. You just wanted to throw Belinda at me.
2: <laughs> no, I have others.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: A song called "Summertime Sadness" by Lana Del Rey. I don't know if you know this. Oh, that's song. a good
1: one. That's a good one.
2: That's and good one. this yeah. one, I'm a little bit like. Remember when we did that episode of guilty pleasure songs? Yeah. So I'm a little a emba- little bit embarrassed that I actually like this song. Mm-hmm. It's "All Summer Long" by Kid Rock. If you've heard this song, it's a complete rip off of "Sweet Home Alabama." I hate it. I know you do. I hate um, Kid Rock. But I, for some reason, I, I, I don't like Kid Rock, but for some reason I like this song.
1: And now my friend, we have a listener, Cheryl, who's listening right now, who's a huge Kid Rock fan, and
2: now he just said, I hate Kid Rock, and now she's mad at me. That's okay. You're entitled. We'll be right back with some final thoughts.
0: You're listening to Unscripted. Do you know John Hyatt's songs? Maybe you know them from being covered by Roseanne Cash, Three Dog Night, The Neville Brothers, Emmylou Harris, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Jeff Healy, Bonnie Raitt, or literally hundreds of others. Maybe you have some of his albums on your shelf or in your cowhorned Cadillac right now. I'm Jesse Jackson. And I'm Sylvan Groff. And we're going to dive in from A to Z. Join us on the perfectly good podcast. We're going to discuss all of your favorites and uncover some forgotten gems from aces up your sleeve to zero house rate and debate every John Hyatt song on the perfectly good podcast. Have Have a a little little faith. Unscripted with Skip and Josh is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to the show through Apple podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter and go to Facebook to like the show page. And now, some final thoughts from the guys.
1: So, Josh, usually it's this time of year when you start asking me a very important question that actually ties in exactly with this episode. And you know what I'm talking about.
2: Yes, because in your household, the four of you get together. I think you have a meeting. It's scheduled in everyone's calendar. <laughs> And you get together and you determine what the song of the summer is. Yes. It's probably very hard for all four of you to get together because from what I understand, no one's ever home at the same time in your house.
1: This is true. And Matthew doesn't really participate in the song of the summer. It's mostly me and my wife and my daughter. Okay. But I think this year, so look, I don't really listen to like the top 40 radio, but they do. Um, And I asked what the song of the summer is, and it was it was pretty unanimous. And then I've been listening to it, and I think I have to agree. And it's Taylor Swift, because, <laughs> you know, everything is Taylor Swift. And even my wife said, oh, yeah, the song of the summer, Taylor Swift, Karma. Like, there's a song called Karma. And now there's, there's a remix. There's a remix that they play on the radio. It's Taylor Swift with Ice Spice, just so you know.
2: So I don't think I've ever heard the song, but I'm guessing that uh, when you had this discussion, your daughter was on board?
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, I asked my wife first, and my wife's like, oh, it's Taylor Swift karma. Like, right away, she said it. Like, without even... And my wife doesn't care for Taylor Swift. She's like, She knows my daughter's obsessed, but my wife just couldn't care less. And then when I told Selena, hey, your mom said that karma is the song of the summer. She's like, of course it is. With Ice Spice, of course it is. It's going to be the most popular song. So...
2: Well, I mean, if I hear it one day, I'll uh, I'll let you know what I think.
1: There's there's some other contenders. Dua Lipa has a song out now that's in the Barbie movie called Dance the Night. And, you know, of course, Dua Lipa, she's so freaking popular and all her songs are so popular. So I think that has a chance. Um, and there's this Spanish language song called Calm Down. Uh, it's by some guy named Rima, but also with Selena Gomez. So it's also like a lot of airplay. So those are like the the main ones, you know.
2: I'm out of the loop because I don't listen to the same, you know, music that you listen to in your house. Well, always. I
1: don't even listen to these, but I listen to it a little bit if I'm in the car, you know, when, you know, my wife's like, gets sick of me listening to Bruce Springsteen songs on E Street Radio. So she's like, can we put on something else? So anyways. So, we you know, we haven't spoken, we haven't recorded for like we, three weeks. Like we took an extra week. There's a lot of TV news. <laughs> like... There's two shows that are beloved by me and a little bit by you, that came to an end, like an end, end, like they had their finales, right? And I already mentioned, I already mentioned the marvelous Miss Maisel, okay. season five concluded. So have you watched all um, of them? I watched all of season five of Maisel, and I absolutely loved it. Okay, I don't say anything. It.
2: You've said too much already.
1: And it's funny because a friend of ours, well, Derek, who 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 often um, sends us listener mail. He told me they were a couple episodes in and they really didn't like it that much, him and his wife. And then me and and Diane were just like, no, this is great. Like, I really liked season five a lot. And it comes to a nice conclusion. They end the series, you know, sometimes like a very popular series when they want to end it. They kind of screw up how it ends. No, I think they ended it well. It was good. And then, you know, what has to be the, the favorite right now for my show of the year when we get to our end of year episodes is Ted Lasso. I just... I have no, I don't have enough words in my body, in my brain to express how much I love the show Ted Lasso. Like I can't. Is, this,
2: is the series over? Like, or is there going to be another well, season? Well,
1: yes. I mean, it depends who you ask, but it, it it did come to a conclusion, and supposedly it is the end. Although there's some people online that are speculating that. Jason Sudeikis is not coming back. The guy who plays Ted Lasso. That's for sure, but there's a lot of speculation that there could be sort of like a spin-off with some of the characters and the story could kind of continue. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um I just loved it. I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know how much what else I could say. I was crying. I was crying like a baby. I couldn't stop crying, and then my wife came to ask me what's going on and I started to explain her the show and I was crying some more. And then I watched the show again the next day, and she was like, you're torturing yourself. What are you doing? And I'm like, I can't help it. So,
2: was, was she laughing at you, by the way?
1: No, she thought it was sweet. Okay. But she knows how much I like the show. And then I want to tell you about another show that you're never going to watch, and you shouldn't watch because you're going to hate it, but normal people that like sci-fi stuff, because you're not into the sci-fi stuff, right? But if you are a sci-fi person, you might like the show Mrs. Davis. Have you seen the commercial for this?
2: No, I haven't.
1: It's with a nun.
2: I don't know anything about this show. What, 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 where is it even, what channel is it on?
1: Crave. It's on, in Canada, it's on Crave. I don't know where it is on the U.S., in the U.S., to be honest. Um... I can't even explain what the show is about. Mrs. Dave, I always, so what happened is I keep seeing the commercial for the show, Mrs. Davis. And I'm like, okay, it's about a nun and it looks like futuristic. I'm like, what is this? And I thought she's Mrs. Davis. But when you start watching the show right away, you know, you've from the beginning. She's not Mrs. Davis. She's she, she's the nun. (laughs) And Mrs. Davis is a kind of artificial intelligence that's taken, kind of taken over a big part of the world. Like, through apps on your phone. Like people cannot stop. Like they, it, I can't even explain it, Josh. It's, it's almost too complicated, but it's basically like the nun versus the AI, you know, religion versus science type of thing. Um, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. I couldn't get enough of it. I loved it. It's really out there. It's super weird. Half the time you're like, what the hell's going on? But at the same time, well, there was like a big reveal. <laughs> I'll tell, I I think you're probably never going to watch the show, but if I can tell you maybe separately, I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners. The big reveal is like when they tell you like how this AI was made. And then I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is, this is like what you think about chat GPT, how it's going to take over.
2: I mean, that's what what it sounds like.
1: This is exactly what happens in the show. So anyways, that's, that's. That's what I got for my TV notes. So go watch Mrs. Maisel. If you haven't watched it, people, watch it from the beginning. It's worth it. It's five seasons. Definitely go watch Ted Lasso. There's only three seasons. And then if you're into like some weird sci-fi kind of futuristic dystopian stuff, Mrs. Davis.
2: I still haven't watched another show that you told me to watch months ago called Daisy Jones and the Six. So I'm way behind.
1: Look, Daisy Jones was entertaining. It was good. But all the shows that I mentioned just now, I prefer those. Ta- Daisy Jones is, I don't think it's as good as the other three that I mentioned. But still, if you like music, it's very 70s vibe. If you like Riley Keogh, you told me you like her. She's great in the show.
2: You know, it's fun. And I heard about another show on Paramount Plus. I don't know anyone that has Paramount Plus, <laughs> but too. there are apparently two good shows on Paramount Plus. Well, I don't know if they're good. One's called yeah. Rabbit Hole with Kiefer Sutherland. I heard about that, but is that
1: really going to be good?
2: I don't know. And the other one's uh, *Grease: Rise of the Pink Ladies*.
1: That looks like hot garbage.
2: <laughs> so I haven't seen these because I don't know anyone that has Paramount Plus.
1: I mean, that's like a *Grease* prequel. Like that, uh, what's the point of that? You know?
2: It depends if yes. they did it well. It could be good.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess. All right, so I had a great time today talking about our summer songs. Summer in quotation marks. And um, I just want to wish everybody a great summer. Enjoy your time in the good weather. And I'll speak to you
2: next time. Have a great week.